Now with seven seconds left, the kick the ball left side, and it's knocked away. The steal by Cornell. Cornell with the drive, the layup, the bucket, at the buzzer, and that's going to do it. Cornell steals the long pass. Today, it's live coverage of the Fort Kearney Conference Tournament from the Vero Event Center in Kearney. High School Basketball in Central Nebraska, the ESPN Radio Superstation is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. So Bergston pulls down the bound, and they'll hand the basketball off here for Lucas. Lucas, strong drive, no good. Tip, that will fall for Trevor Lockhorn. Nice job there by Trevor Lockhorn making the putback after the miss. The final day of the tournament features the top teams in the league battling it out for a conference championship. Who will take home the hardware this season? It's the Fort Kearney Conference Tournament coming up next. But first, New Tech Seed pregame show. We'll take you live to the Vero, Vincer, and Carney with ESPN Radio's Randy Bushcutter right after this word with New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. Good afternoon and welcome back here to the Vero Event Center as we're wrapping up action here in the uh, final day of the Fort Carney Conference Tournament. One consolation trophy has already been handed out to the uh, senior class over at Pleasanton as the uh, Lady Bulldogs had no problem in their consolation game with Overton earlier tonight here on ESPN Radio. Now it's time for the boys' consolation game between Wilcox Hildreth and Elm Creek. Wilcox Hildreth comes in 11 and 7 on the year, and Elm Creek 14 and 5 as both teams just trying to take that next step forward a little bit. Elm Creek is a pretty veteran ball club. They start four seniors and kind of hoping maybe to polish a few things up for their little stretch run. Uh, down here, but for the most part, Wilcox, they're a pretty young team. They're only going to start one senior and only have about uh, two guys that spend a lot of time on the court at all who will be graduating this year. So the future heading in the right direction for Wilcox, they were so happy to be able to make it to the tournament, get used to playing in this environment for the potential of maybe next year and the year after that as the program is moving forward here. As I mentioned, Wilcox, 11-7, 14-5 Elm Creek. So the Buffaloes would probably be seen as the uh, favorite in this one, uh, in part because they were the number three seed. Wilcox Hildreth came into the tournament as the number five seed. So you probably would have to say that they are a slight favorite here. Uh, and But again, that's why we're playing it, and it's a great environment. Should be a lot of fun here in the consolation game between Wilcox Hildreth and Elm Creek. You're listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. Contact Terry or Jason Stark or New Tech Seed dealer near you. By the way, over... On uh, Class Gets 98.9, they've had the Luplak Conference boys consolation game already today. Donovan Trumbull got past Arcadia Loop City 62-45. to Next up for them will be the girls consolation game between St. Paul and Ord. And don't forget, coming up later tonight on the Breeze 94.5, we'll have storm hockey for you. So that's kind of what we have for you for uh, the action here on Platte River Radio throughout the course of the day. We're going to step away for a moment when we come back while the starters here for the Falcons and the Buffaloes when we return to the Vero Center right after this timeout. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Kappa Grain in Elm Creek. Did you know that Kappa has a way for you to save time, money, and get the best prices for your grain and have records of it? 
with their online offer center powered by DNT Market Space. See Kappagrains.com. Make sure you're getting what you deserve for all your hard work and dedication. Kappa takes great pride in doing what they can to make it easier, faster, and more profitable for you. Best of luck to all the area athletes from Kappa Grains. Seed expertise doesn't grow overnight, which is why farmers in Minden and the surrounding area rely on Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer seed representative. Depend on Hogemeyer hybrids to provide the right seed for this area. They've lived in the region and studied its tough growing conditions for generations, and they know what thrives here. So call Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer seed representative in Minden today, a proud supporter of high school sports. Hogemeyer seed, seed the right seed. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. The officers and staff of First Tier Bank take pride in providing professional banking services with several convenient locations in Elm Creek, Kearney, and Holdridge. First Tier Bank offers a full line of banking and financial services, including checking and savings accounts, loans, investment, and insurance services, and the online banking services offered at First Tier, including online bill pay. First Tier Bank, Kearney, Elm Creek, and Holdridge, an equal housing lender, member FDIC. And welcome back here to the Bureau Event Center. You're, you're listening to our pregame show, and our starting lineup is brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. We'll begin, first of all, for Elm Creek. They will be the visitors on the scoreboard, so they'll be in their dark blue road uniforms with the gold numbers, letters, and trim. Brock Miner, a 5'11 senior, will make the start. Miner is averaging 10.3 points and uh, 3.9 rebounds per ball game. Jaden Ford, 5'7", and a junior, is averaging 12.2 points and 2.9 rebounds a game. Dominic Johns, a senior, 5'10", is averaging 3.7 points and about a rebound and a half. LaShawn Thornabar, 6'3", and a senior, is averaging 14.7 points and 8.1 rebounds a game. And uh, Nick Bartling, the UNK football recruit, he is 6'4", and a senior. He's averaging uh, 5.2 points and 4.8 rebounds a game for head coach Tanner Cavani. Now for the Wilcox-Hildreth Falcons and their head coach, Blake Farnbrook. Their starters will be A.J. Jenkins, 5'11", sophomore, who averages 6.7 points and 4.8 rebounds. Garrett Ortgeisen is 6'1", and a junior, averages 6.9 points, 4.4 rebounds. Caleb Springer, a 6'1", junior, averaging 13.4 points and 8.4 rebounds. Lance Aspergen, the only senior starter, he is 6' tall. He averages 7 points and 2.4 rebounds. And Lance Grauerholtz is a 5'4 sophomore who uh, averages 8.8 points and 7.2 rebounds. Again, your starting lineup brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. We'll step away for a moment. When we come back, we'll wrap up our New Tech Seed pregame show here from the Bureau Event Center right after this timeout. Fritz's Market is proud to support all of our area athletes. Find the freshest meats delivered daily from Fritz's Meats. Great cuts of steak from T-bones, flat irons, ribeyes to fresh roasts. Fritz's Market features weekly specials that you'll find in the flyer. 
Save time and money by shopping locally. Fritz's is open daily until 6 and Sundays till noon. Fritz's Market, where customer service is still a top priority. Shop your hometown grocery store in Hildreth today. Why choose a local independent agent such as Risk and Insurance Solutions? They represent many different insurance companies so they can compare coverage and price to give you the best possible value. They're committed to their customers and their community. They work for you. They're very proud to support all the area athletes in and out of the game. Best of luck tonight. Risk and Insurance Solutions with an office in Kearney, but coverage all over the area. RIS has you covered at home, in the automobile, and on the farm. So go see Bob or Roger at RIS today. Headley Drug and Minden is your hometown Health Mart pharmacy, carrying Mueller Sporting Goods and Hallmark. You can also find diabetic supplies, including shoes, durable medical equipment like walkers, wheelchairs, lifts, and bath aids. When you fill your prescription and shop at Bedley Drug, you see your neighbors and friends helping you, like Jeff, Tammy, Sam, and Michaela. Pedley Drug accepts most insurance and Medicare. Best of luck, athletes, from Pedley Drug in Minden. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Kappa Grain in Elm Creek. Did you know that Kappa has a way for you to save time, money, and get the best prices for your grain and have records of it? With their online offer center powered by DNT Market Space. See kappagrains.com. Make sure you're getting what you deserve for all your hard work and dedication. Kappa takes great pride in doing what they can to make it easier, faster, and more profitable for you. Best of luck to all the area athletes from Kappa Grains. And welcome back here to the Bureau Event Center. You've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry or Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. And talking with both coaches before the game, uh, everybody's healthy. This time here, not only do you ask you know, about knees and ankles and elbows and shoulders and fingers, you also ask whether or not they can breathe properly because there's just uh, been a, a lot of uh, sickness and, and colds going around and the flu. Well, both these teams, of course, have had a little bit of bout with that over the last couple of weeks, but right now everybody appears to be uh, completely healthy, which, of course, is always great news. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back to the game of life with two locations in Kearney. And don't forget, over on Classic Hits 98-9 this afternoon, we'll have the consolation game of the girls. They're, gender-wise, they're backwards uh, in terms of uh, where we're at here. Uh, when the boys are playing here, the girls will be playing over in Gibbon and vice versa. So the girls' consolation game is set to tip off here in just a few moments over in Gibbon, where St. Paul will be taking on Ord. Earlier, Donovan Trumbull had no problem with Arcadia Loop City. The final in that one was uh, 62 to uh, 45, and uh, of course, um, uh, we had a, a somewhat of a lopsided final here between Pleasanton and Overton, but Pleasanton was able to win it 66 to 49. So, congratulations to Pleasanton and their three seniors. They got to walk off the court here at the Viero Van Center with the plaque held high. Thornabar will be doing the jumping here for Wilcox Hildreth against Garrett Ortgeisen. And they got the clock all set and ready to roll. And uh, there's the whistle. We are underway as the tip is going to be, well, they're going to have a re-tip here because uh, nobody actually made contact with it. This is why we have the alternate possession rule is because officials don't like to throw the tip up. And the uh, tip is controlled here by Elm Creek. So they've got first possession as Thornabar is able to get it out here for Jaden Ford. Ford's going to be picked up there by A.J. Jenkins as they're going zone here or the Falcons. 
And the law pass down low for Bartling is a little bit too high, saved by Athletic Thornabar. And so Elm Creek, Elm Creek keeps the possession. That should have been a turnover. But Thornabar with great elevation there. Johns gives it to Thornabar. Thornabar is going to elevate in the lane, and he's going to score. LaShawn Thornabar, a little runner in the lane, cashes in on that great play to keep the possession alive to start the game. Grauer Holtz gives up ahead here to Ortgeisen, who stops down on the low block. He's going to kick it out to Springer. Springer a long two, no good, and Miner is going to pull down the rebound. So Wilcox Hildreth got a good look there, but couldn't pull, couldn't get it to fall. And now Thornabar, well behind the three-point arc right side, is going to be uh, picked up there defensively by Wilcox Hildreth and Springer. Thornabar again gets it back over for Ford now. Back to Thornabar on the right side. He's dribbling, and his pass is knocked away. The steal here by Ortgeisen. Ortgeisen then going to be fouled from behind. Bit of a tough luck foul here. I think they're going to give this one to Minder. They kind of got their feet tangled up, but uh, they did end up with a push from behind. Yeah, they're discussing it. The officials are. This will be a foul on uh, Minder, who ends up, when their feet got uh, tangled up, ended up pushing him to the ground and basically stopped a, a, uh, a layup. In hockey, we would have a penalty shot right now. We are on a hockey court, I guess. Jenkins will give it here on the right side for Orgeisen. Orgeisen kicks top of the circle here for Grauerholtz, who gives it on the left side for Jenkins. Jenkins will give it to Springer, who's backing in. He'll take it off the glass and score. Caleb Springer, that is a uh, nice job there. Backing in. So a little penetration. Kick out now on the right side for Dominic Johns, who gives it to Thornabar. Skip pass over for Miner. Miner's looking inside here for Bartling. They're going to lob it up for Bartling. Bartling makes the catch. Bartling takes it off the glass. It hits the iron. No good. Thornabar will get the putback, though. LaShawn Thornabar is able to bank that one off the glass after getting the offensive rebound. So Ford throws it up ahead here for Karsten McCarter. McCarter will give it off here on the uh, right wing. And now on the low block. They get it in for Grauerholtz, and Grauerholtz with the bucket. So Lance Grauerholtz with the bucket here. And now Elm Creek on the bounce. They're going to lob it inside for Bartling. Bartling with another catch, another bank shot as he catches it. And that low block, there's no help down there on Bartling for Grauerholtz. And uh, they might have to think about changing that strategy here. Kick right side, and the jumper going to be up and good here for Ortgeisen. So he strokes it in. We're deadlocked at six here as we played not quite three minutes. Ford has it. Looking at that uh, man-to-man. And he'll give it to Thornabar, who gives it to Miner. Kick now on the left side. Here's going to be Ford. Great ball fake. Got the defender out of possession. And basically a set shot after that great ball fake for Ford from about eight feet away right in the middle of the lane. So he's able to roll that one in easily. And now Ford will pressure as the ball's in the offensive end here with A.J. Jenkins. He dribbles behind the back, drives, is picked up by Ford. And so on the run is Jaden Ford, a two-on-one, gives it to Thornabar, who's going to take that pass, bank it off the glass, and it's in. So Wilcox Hildreth going to call the timeout here. With 4.33 to go, a 10-6 lead here. For Elm Creek over Wilcox Hill, this time out brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Back to the Bureau Center after this. We are on a mission for more. At Producers Hybrids, we think, work, and live outside the bag. That's what makes us different. 
As the leader in the Western Corn Belt, we focus on superior products, elite genetics, and cutting-edge trait technologies. We are exceedingly greater and out-yield the rest. Contact your local dealer, Jared Kenny, today at 308-440-9832 or visit ProducersHybrids.com. We are Producers Hybrids. This broadcast is made possible in part by Rusty's Fertilizer in Elm Creek, a proud sponsor of all area athletes. Rusty's Fertilizer is the only place you need to go to get all the fertilizers you need to keep your farm growing year after year. Rusty's has been your fertilizer experts in Elm Creek for generations, and they're up to date on all the chemicals and fertilizers, so trust the experts at Rusty's Fertilizer in Elm Creek. And welcome back here to the Arrow Event Center. 4.33 to go here in the first quarter. A little run here for... Uh... Elm Creek, and they've got a 10-6 lead, and they're pressuring the basketball. They knocked the ball loose, but tracking it down is going to be Grauerholtz, and now on the run to the Falcons, and they're going to try a tough left-handed layup there with A.J. Jenkins. It's no good. Thornabar is able to come out of there with it on the dribble after the miss, and now they're going to slow it down. Thornabar will give it left side for Miner. Miner off the top of the circle. They get the ball off for Dominic Johns. Now forward right side. Law pass inside for Bartling. The defender fell down there. If Bartling would have been able to make the catch, it would have been an easy bucket. He really couldn't, brought it down, and it went off of Lance Grauerholtz, who had fallen down. So it will stay here with Elm Creek as they get it to Thornabar on the baseline. Thornabar now is going to drive. He'll bank it off the glass, and the bucket is going to be up and good. So Thornabar with the lead here. We were tied at 1.6 to 6, but since then, a 6-0 run here for Elm Creek. And another turnover here on Wilcox Hildreth. So Wilcox Hildreth with the turnover, and again, the numbers are kind of Stacking up here. They're going to find some way to right the ship. They're only down by six, but Elm Creek looking a lot more crisp than what Wilcox Hildreth is. Pass down low. That's a little bit of a dangerous pass, and tracking it down here is going to be Thornabar, but when he does so, his foot's on the baseline, so that will be an Elm Creek turnover. So tossing in here is going to be Sidney Gruel, who comes in here for the Falcons. And they give it back to Gruel after uh, Jenkins had it. He brings in the offensive end. And it gives it uh, for A.J. Jenkins. Jenkins is picked up there by Jaden Ford, man-to-man. And right wing, they get it off for Gruel. Gruel on the high post here for Van Landingham, who throws it down low. And a nice pass into A.J. Jenkins, and Jenkins with a little reverse layup in traffic. So Ford will bring in the offensive end. As the bucket's good, and now Thornabar is going to shoot. He adjusts in midair with the shot and going to head to the line for a couple. He was in on the elbow as he put up the shot. And that's going to be on Van Landingham. His first, and Thornabar at the line. Misses the first of two free throws. Thornabar already has eight points. Misses the free throw here. He's a 49% free throw shooter. And he misses that second one as well. And going over the uh, top, trying to tip it out, is going to be Anthony Quintana. And Quintana is going to be called for his first foul. Stop the clock for the announcement of the fouls and into the game here 
for Elm Creek is going to be Jerry Brummels. Brummels will come in for Dominic Johns. Gruel on the baseline, tosses into Jenkins, back to Gruel, who throws up ahead, and then outrunning everybody is Van Landingham, gets the pass and has his shot blocked by a hustling Quintana. Thornabar then comes up with the rebound, and here come the uh, Buffaloes in the offensive end. Pass on the inside, trying to get it to Quintana. It's going to be deflected away, and Grauerholtz comes up with it. So the Falcons will set a screen as across the timeline. Here's Gruel on the dribble. Gruel working against the pressure of Ford. Will drive all the way in. Shot's going to be no good. And another rebound by Thornabar. And they'll give it right side for Ford. They leave him open. He'll shoot a long three and he'll hit it. Jaden Ford, not quite NBA range, but well beyond the high school line there. And the Falcons have it not quite across uh, midcourt. Now they'll get it in the hands of Jenkins, who will drive, have the ball knocked loose. Miner had it. He rolls it on the ground, and the Falcons come up with it. And then the Falcons will uh, call a timeout. Otherwise, they may have turned it over. Minute 56 to go here. Loose ball falling on by the Falcons. They get the timeout. Brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. They trail it 15-8 with a minute 56 to go here in quarter number one. Back after this. Ag Tech Crop Consulting, your local crop metric dealer, Reggie and Chad Orgidson. They know what it means to offer full-service agronomy. In addition to traditional services such as insect scouting and irrigation scheduling, precision ag services and seed, or questions on soil fertility and precision agriculture to stacked after stacked seed varieties and herbicide selection. All things Reggie and Chad Orgidson with Ag Tech Crop Consulting can answer for you. Trusting the experts can deliver a much bigger bottom line. Keeping up with all the latest growing technology is what they do. A very proud support of the Wilcox Hildreth athletes. Good luck, Falcons. Back here to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth here at the Bureau Event Center. And the uh, Falcons, following on that loose ball, will inbound it now. Again, I always like when they do that. Two points here are the same as two points later in the game. A little drive on the inside. Shot going to be blocked. Jenkins' shot is blocked, and it is on the ground. It was swatted, I believe, by Quintana. And uh, a hell ball. It will be Falcon basketball on their own baseline. They'll slap it in to Van Landingham. Will try to get it in and does as he gets it out here for Gruel. Gruel gets to the elbow for Springer. Springer kicks out here for Aspergen. Over for Jenkins. Now driving is going to be Gruel with the basketball, trying to throw it in underneath the Van Landingham, and it's tipped, and it stays here with the Falcons. Tanner Cavaney doing his best uh, salesmanship over there, trying to get the officials to come up with the uh, call that he was directing, but it belongs here to Gruel and the Falcons as they inbound, and then we're going to have a hold here on Elm Creek. So another inbounds play on the baseline coming up here in just a moment. That'll be on Thornabar, his first. That uh, holding call was uh, easy enough. Even uh, somebody like me could figure out that that was the right call. Right side, Jenkins gives it to the high post for Springer. Springer pivots, now kicks for Van Landingham. And around the perimeter we go as we give it off for Gruel. Entered inside here for Springer. Springer backing in against Thornabar. Ball fake. Loses the basketball. Good defense there. It's on the ground. Thornabar is able to track it down. So that'll be a, a turnover here for Wilcox Hildreth. And on the run is Ford, who gets it up ahead to Quintana, and Quintana will score. Ford with a nice little drive, and he's able to dish it to Anthony Quintana. 
So Springer leads a three-on-two, falls down with it, backing in against Thornabar. So that'll be a Wilcox Hilder turnover. And Quintana will kick it up ahead here for Brock Miner. Miner penetrates, kicks out for Ford. Ford wanted it, and that's why. He's just drained a three-pointer. Jaden Ford asking for the ball, caught it in rhythm, and fires the three-pointer in a 12-point Elm Creek lead here at 20-8. to eight. And the ball knocked loose, but uh, again, knocked loose again by Brock Miner, who saves it. Quintana comes up with it, and I think Van Landingham's going to commit the foul. Yep, they are going to give the foul to Van Landingham. So that'll be a Wilcox-Hilder turnover, and Van Landingham is going to be called for the foul. So everything kind of coming up roses here for Elm Creek, who leads it by a dozen with a dozen seconds left. With it is number 12, Jaden Ford driving. He kicks it out for Miner. Miner steps up and will hit a two from about 15 feet. Could have shot a long three. Two seconds left, and then they're going to throw the three-quarter court shot, and that is going to do it for the first eight minutes of action. 22-8, to eight, Elm Creek with the lead against Wilcox Hildreth. We'll be back for the second quarter from the Vero Event Center after this timeout. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Kappa Grain in Elm Creek. Did you know that Kappa has a way for you to save time, money, and get the best prices for your grain and have records of it? With their online offer center powered by DNT Marketspace. See kappagrains.com. Make sure you're getting what you deserve for all your hard work and dedication. Kappa takes great pride in doing what they can to make it easier, faster, and more profitable for you. Best of luck to all the area athletes from Kappa Grains. Headley Drug in Minden is your hometown Health Mart Pharmacy, carrying Mueller Sporting Goods and Hallmark. You can also find diabetic supplies, including shoes, durable medical equipment like walkers, wheelchairs, lifts, and bath aids. When you fill your prescription and shop at Bedley Drug, you see your neighbors and friends helping you, like Jeff, Tammy, Sam, and Michaela. Pedley Drug accepts most insurance and Medicare. Best of luck, athletes, from Pedley Drug in Minden. Possession Arrow pointing to Elm Creek here. Our Possession Arrow brought to you by the special people at Sarah Care Hospice, caring for the moments that matter with locations in Carnic, Grand Island, and York, serving all the Tri-Cities and beyond. Call Sarah Care Hospice today for your loved ones when they need the right care at the right time. So they bring it in the offensive end. They're being fairly patient. They're looking very good offensively. Thornabar, top of the circle. Now we'll give it right wing here for Dominic Johns. Johns will cycle through after giving it to Miner. Back to Thornabar. Thornabar looks inside for Bartling. Back to Thornabar. Had it knocked loose. Not a good pass there. And Elm Creek will turn it over. Carney, uh, the uh, Carney Event Center logo at midcourt. The side of uh, some contact. The loose ball goes out of bounds. And last touch by Wilcox Hildreth. So the Falcons... We'll turn the ball right back over. Technically, they got it across midcourt, I guess. Ford will bring it up ahead. Entered inside here for Thornabar. Thornabar with a nice little leaner. He'll take it off, and it crawls over the top of the iron and in. So Van Landingham is across the timeline. As, uh, with the pass, the Falcons break the pressure here. They give it to Springer into the lane for Grauerholtz. Grauerholtz will post up Thornabar. Missed the shot. Thornabar comes up with the rebound, and he still has the dribble on that right wing and has his pocket picked there by A.J. Jenkins. So Jenkins with the uh, nice defensive play. 
to force the turnover. And now Jenkins gets the ball back after it's brought across the timeline by Springer. Jenkins working against Ford here near midcourt. We'll give it off on the right side for Orkison. They're looking to the inside here for Grauerholtz, and Grauerholtz is being pushed, and that's going to be a foul here on which Buffalo, I'm not sure. It'll end up being on Thornabar, his second. So Thornabar with two fouls. That is one little chink in his arm a little bit. As he'll get in a little bit of foul trouble, and they've already subbed him out of the game. Five-second count going on. They get it in just in time. Jenkins has it behind the three-point arc, top of the key. Still dribbling. Kicks left side for Grauerholds, who's working against Bartling on the baseline. Bartling shuffles his feet very nicely there. Now they're going to enter it inside here for Aspergen. Shot going to be no good. Springer with a rebound, and we've got a foul. As he couldn't quite get that one to fall. But Caleb Springer will head back to the free-throw line after getting the offensive rebound. And the uh, foul here will be on Quintana. So Quintana has picked up his second foul. So one of the first subs off the bench for Elm Creek has two, and one of the starters also has two. That's LaShawn Thornabar. And the free throw here for Springer is no good. He's about an 85% free throw shooter, so that first miss was uh, noteworthy and rare. He does make the second. It's 24-9, 15-point Elm Creek lead. On the bounce is going to be Ford. He's going to drive a high off glass. No good. Offensive rebound, Bartling. Bartling goes up, and he's going to be fouled. So two shoot free throws coming up here for Nathan Bartling. I didn't see who they gave it to for sure. There were about three guys down there. Bartling's free throw was up and good. So Bartling makes the first to two. And uh, they gave the foul to Springer. So that will be Caleb Springer's first foul, I believe. Bartling's second free throw is off the back of the iron and no good. And rebounded by Van Landingham, and Van Landingham is going to be called for a walk. So things not going Wilcox Hildreth's way at the moment. Elm Creek inbounds it with no difficulty. With it now is Miner. Miner gives it right side for Dominic Johns. Now right side Ford has it. They lob it inside for Bartling. He's outside the lane, working against Grauerholtz, and they're going to call Bartling for the charge. Grauerholtz with a good position there, and uh, Bartling just kind of grimaces on that call. But he kind of put his shoulder into him just enough. And maybe there was a little bit of a flop there, but not a lot. Good position. That's the main element of that play here for Lance Grauerholtz. 25-9 with six to go here before halftime. And Bartling, after collecting his first foul, is going to step out of the game here. Nurk Eisen to inbound. He'll give it for Aspergen. Back to Garrett here, and dribbling down that sideline, Garrett Orgeisen drills all the way down to the free throw line, down that sideline. Now he's going to back out with it. He's between the circles as he's picked up defensively there by Nate Fields. Fields, with great pressure, will get the ball here to A.J. Jenkins. Jenkins helps get it left side, knocked loose by Miner, but Grauerholtz picks it up. Grauerholtz then with a little fadeaway on the baseline, 
and he'll score. He's got four in the game, and it's now 25-11. to 11. Still a comfortable lead here for Elm Creek, but they knock a pass down with the steal. It's going to be Aspergren. Aspergren with the layup, and it's good. Lance Aspergren with the bucket after Elm Creek turns the ball over. So a nice steal there. Turns in the points on the other end, and a little momentum here for Wilcox Hildreth. Draining, driving here is Ford. And now in the lane, they give it to Dominic Johns, and they commit the foul. And I'll tell you what, the C had parted there for Dominic Johns. They don't commit the foul when the ball gets there. That's an easy layup. So as far as foul goes, this is a pretty good one here for Wilcox Hildreth because it will not be a shooting fouler, will it? Yeah, foul is going to be an Aspergen. Inbounded here for Miner. Miner's going to fire a three, and he hits the three in the corner. So Miner drains the three-pointer for Elm Creek. They lob it down low, and then Miner makes the catch. Uh, Wilcox Hilder turnover, and Ford's going to let traffic clear. He'll be across the timeline, dumping now right side for Jerry Brummels. They get it in the corner there for Dominic Johns. Bad pass, and it's going to be stolen away by Orgeisen. Orgeisen fighting with Miner for the ball, and Miner, a ball that bouncing at him after he kind of knocked it loose. And the officials might get together on this one. The officials are going to get together and talk about this one. This is going to be Wilcox Hildreth ball because Miner had fallen down and was on the baseline. Ball hadn't gone out of bounds until Miner went to save it. One official saw the first half of the play, didn't see the second half of the official of the play. They get this one right. It's Wilcox Hildreth's bas- basketball here on the baseline. And they get it in just in time to A.J. Jenkins. Five-second count almost ran, ran out on him. Or Geisen working against Miner. And uh, they'll get it off here on the right side for Grauerholtz. Grauerholtz spin move, shot up high. Good. That ball may have snow on it when it came down as he shot over the top of Brock Miner and that defense that he was putting on. But a big bucket there for Grauerholtz. Now with it is Dominic Johns. He will now work it around to Brummels. Over for Miner. And Miner is going to be pushed here by Orgeis. And that's going to be his first. So 4.08 to go here before halftime. And the uh, Buffalo is going to send it back into the game. A couple of starters, LaShawn Thornabar and Nathan Bartling. Again, Thornabar spent a little bit extra time on the bench because he's got two fouls, so they want to protect him a little bit. With 4.08 to go, he checks in the game here in the second quarter. Gives it off on the right side for Ford. Top of the circle for Johns. Thornabar has it. Thornabar with 10 points in the game. Will throw it to the right side and making the catch is going to be Blake Farenbrook, the Wilcox Hildreth head coach. As that will be a turnover here on Elm Creek. They're going to wipe up some uh, perspiration after getting feet tangled up. Brock Miner kind of had to get untangled here. And he looked a little ginger coming off the court. And still does not look like he's comfortable. But he's staying on the court here. And so you got the 1-3-1 zone here for Wilcox for Elm Creek. The pass on the right side, a high arcing shot for Lance Aspergren. And Aspergren will drain it. So 28 to 18. And Miner still is not running comfortably. He is basically walking up court. He's hurt. I don't know how badly. 
Ford will give it right side for Thornabar. Top of the circle, they get it, and uh, with that pivot, Dominic Johns will turn over the basketball. Elm Creek turns it over, and again, I'm not sure if he hit his tailbone or he's got a, a sore hip. He hit, looks like, both of those when he landed. But right now, Brock Miner is not feeling well. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Getting you back in the game of life. Two locations in Kearney. Three-pointer on that left side. Going to be a little bit long here for Ortgeis, and then the ball goes out of bounds on the uh, rebound. And it's going to belong to Wilcox Hildreth. Didn't see who it went off of. But tossing in here is going to be Ortgeisen. And the inbounds are going to be tipped by uh, Miner. Ball in the lane, bounced over. Shot going to be missed and rebounded by Nathan Bartley. They had a look there. It was deflected, I think, by Thornabar. And again, even though he made a nice defensive play a little moment ago, still you can tell Miner is not feeling well. They get it out here for Johns. And they give it to Ford. And we got a timeout being taken here by Tanner Cavaney. And Elm Creek with 2.46 to go. He's looking at his bench. They might be taking Miner out or at least checking on him. 28-18 to 18 is our score. A 10-point lead for Elm Creek. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Back after this. Seed expertise doesn't grow overnight, which is why farmers in Minden and the surrounding area rely on Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer seed representative. Depend on Hogemeyer hybrids to provide the right seed for this area. They've lived in the region and studied its tough growing conditions for generations, and they know what thrives here. So call Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer seed representative in Minden today, a proud supporter of high school sports. Hogemeyer seed, seed the right seed. And we're back here in the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. A reminder for you that the internet streaming of all of our high school games on Platte River Radio Group of Stations and at PlatteRiverPreps.com is brought to you by Barney Insurance in Kearney, Holdridge, Lexington, and in Lincoln. And uh, St. Paul leading Ord 12-10 to 10 after one quarter of play in the girls' Luplak Conference consolation game on Classic Hits 98-9. They are attending... To Miner, who comes out of the game, checking in was Jerry Brummels. On the bounce here is going to be Jaden Ford for Elm Creek. He's going to drive, he's going to dish, and it goes off Bartling's hands, but that's because he was fouled. I assume they're going to call the, that there'll be Bartling who goes to the uh, free throw line here. I think that's the seventh. Um, nope, apparently that's the. Well, he's lining up. They have six on the board. I thought they already had six up there. In any event, the uh, foul is going to be on Asperger, and that's going to be his second. So it's six as a team. That's what I have in my book as well. So Ford has it. Dumps it inside for Bartling, who makes the catch. Let's traffic clear. Tries to reverse layup. No good. Ball's on the ground, and coming away with it is going to be Jenkins. So Jenkins with the defensive rebound. A good look there for Elm Creek. Jenkins will throw it across the timeline here for Art Geisen who now will skip it off on the right side for Asperger. He'll shoot a three. That's going to be a little bit too strong. And another rebound here for Thornabar. Now Thornabar gets it on the baseline. He's going to drive and score. I misspoke. It wasn't Thornabar who got the rebound, rather, but Bartling. I realize they look a little different. Kick here on the left side for Orgeisen. And a drive by Orgeisen blocked by Bartling. And then Bartling then tied it up. And then Bartling with a hard foul on Grauerholtz, who came up with a loose ball and was going in. And Grauerholtz is upset. And right there, Nathan Bartling. Well, we're hearing the comments from Wilcox Hilder. It isn't football. He is a good football player, is Bartling. Going to have his uh, services across uh, town here from the Vero Event Center over at UNK. 
And they're having a little conversation about the fouls and where we're at here. It actually, the first foul was against uh, the Falcons here. And the officials getting the players together and sorting this out. So it'll be Elm Creek basketball. And they'll give it up on their right wing here for Dominic Johns. The Thornabar who will drive, and they're going to call the charge. Thornabar with a little spin. There was a little bit of a gap there, but I think the defender was set. So Thornabar is going to be called for the charge on that little spin. As he initiated the contact, minute 38 to go here before halftime. It's 30 to 18. I think the uh, players are, for the most part, keeping their heads, but the uh, fans are a little interested in the game a bit more. Or Geisen will bring it across the timeline. Off of the screen, he'll take it to the left side, picked up by Dominic Johns. He'll throw it. Aspergren had the ball tipped, but comes up with it. And he makes an errant pass, but tracking it down here is going to be A.J. Jenkins. Good read there by Jenkins, who now dumps it to Aspergren, who will drive, and he'll be fouled. Well, there'll be two shots coming up here for Aspergren. And they're going to give this one to Bartling. That'll be his second. So Aspergen shooting two, and the first one's good. Aspergen, a 73% free throw shooter. And Bartling will come out. Subbing in for him is going to be Nate Fields. So Aspergen's second free throw is up and good. So he makes both of them. And it's now 30-20, to 20, a minute 16 to go before halftime. St. Paul leading Ord 25-18 at halftime in the girls' Lou Platt semifinals. Pass in the lane, going to be knocked loose. Grauerholtz is going to come up with it. It'll be Elm Creek turning the ball over. Grauerholtz brings in the offensive end. Now the kick left side for Orgeisen. Getting it down low, backing in here is going to be Springer. Springer back out for Aspergen, who will... Jump stop in the lane. Give it to Orgeisen. Jumper for Orgeisen. No good. And rebound tipped out. And finally Jenkins is able to track it down. And a jumper on the left side. Three-pointer going to be no good. And they're out of bounds on the rebound. Great hustle there by A.J. Jenkins. Trying to keep the ball alive. Trying to get that rebound. Just ran out of real estate. As his heels end up on the baseline. And the basketball belongs here to Elm Creek. They've got time to add on to their 30-20 to lead. As they come across the timeline slowly, they'll now have 32 seconds to make something happen. They're going to milk the clock a little bit. Just playing catcher is going to be Quintana and uh, Ford. And now they get it uh, Fields involved momentarily. And a timeout being taken here by Coach Cavani. A 30-second timeout with 17.9 to go. They're going to set something up here, leading it 30-20 to 20 late in the second quarter. We're back after this. The officers and staff of First Tier Bank take pride in providing professional banking services with several convenient locations in Elm Creek, Kearney, and Holdridge. First Tier Bank offers a full line of banking and financial services, including checking and savings accounts, loans, investment, and insurance services, and the online banking services offered at First Tier, including online bill pay. First Tier Bank, Kearney, Elm Creek, and Holdridge, an equal housing lender, member FDIC. Well, Coach Cavani spends the time out here in part so he can get Brock Miner back on the court. He's obviously one of the better three-point shooters here for Elm Creek. 
And uh, 17.9 to go. Maybe they'll need him. Maybe they won't. But they did attend to him. And he's going to inbound the basketball. He'll just toss it in here for Dominic Johns. Johns dribbles up. Gives it left side here for Ford. Ford going to drive. Stops at the elbow. Gives it to Miner. Miner's going to shoot a three. Back the iron. No good. And the rebound taken out by Wilcox Hildreth. On the bounce here is Grauerholtz. Grauerholtz long pass tipped by Miner. It's going to go out of bounds at the buzzer. And so that's going to do it. So a very entertaining first half of basketball has completed. And Elm Creek, after uh, being tied at six, went out on a little run. And since then, Elm Creek's been able to keep this one about double digits. And they lead it by uh, 10 at halftime. It's 30-20. to 20. Buffaloes with the lead over Wilcox Hildreth. We'll take a quick break. We'll check our numbers and return with the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report coming up right after this. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. Why choose a local independent agent such as Risk and Insurance Solutions? They represent many different insurance companies so they can compare coverage and price to give you the best possible value. They're committed to their customers and their community. They work for you. They're very proud to support all the area athletes in and out of the game. Best of luck tonight. Risk and Insurance Solutions with an office in Kearney, but coverage all over the area. RIS has you covered at home, in the automobile, and on the farm. So go see Bob or Roger at RIS today. Ag Tech Crop Consulting, your local crop metric dealer. Reggie and Chad Orgidson, they know what it means to offer full-service agronomy. In addition to traditional services such as insect scouting and irrigation scheduling, precision ag services and seed, or questions on soil fertility and precision agriculture to stacked after stacked seed varieties and herbicide selection. All things Reggie and Chad Orgidson with Ag Tech Crop Consulting can answer for you. Trusting the experts can deliver a much bigger bottom line. Keeping up with all the latest growing technologies, what they do. A very proud support of the Wilcox Hildreth athletes. Good luck, Falcons. And welcome back to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is a trash collection connection. Find us in the local yellow pages. Let's check the numbers here at halftime before Wilcox Hildreth who trail it 30 to 20 to Elm Creek. Lance Aspergren leading the way here for the Falcons. He's got seven points in the game. Lance Grauerholtz with six and a rebound. Kayla Springer has three and one rebound. A.J. Jenkins, two points, two rebounds. Garrett Orgeisen has a couple of points here in the first half. Eight of 18 shooting for Wilcox Hildreth, shooting 44% in the game. One of three from three-point range for 25%. Three out of four from the free-throw line. And, uh, again, uh, not a lot of rebounds, according to my numbers. They have uh, five rebounds here in the first half. Uh, and so they are uh, being uh, out-rebounded here by uh, Elm Creek 10-5 to here at intermission. And, again, they trail on the scoreboard to Elm Creek 30-20. to A good start to the game here for uh, LaShawn Thornabar, who has 12 points at intermission as he also has six rebounds. Jaden Ford has eight points in the game. Brock Miner, five points a rebound. Nate Bartling has three points, three rebounds, and Anthony Quintana with a couple of points here in the first half. Very good shooting for uh, Elm Creek, uh, as uh, unofficially I have them uh, 
shooting about 75% here in the first half and three out of four from three-point range uh, here at intermission, but only one out of four from the free-throw line as they have 10 rebounds in the game, but they've turned the ball over 12 times here in the first half. Once again, Elm Creek with a 30-20 to uh, 20 lead, nine turnovers, by the way, for Wilcox Hildreth at intermission. Again, you're listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We're going to set the stage for our girls' championship game and sit down with uh, Elm Creek head coach Mike Ford when we return right after this. Fritz's Market is proud to support all of our area athletes. Find the freshest meats delivered daily from Fritz's Meats. Great cuts of steak from T-bones, flat irons, ribeyes to fresh roasts. Fritz's Market features weekly specials that you'll find in the flyer. Save time and money by shopping locally. Fritz's is open daily until 6 and Sundays till noon. Fritz's Market, where customer service is still a top priority. Shop your hometown grocery store in Hildreth today. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Kappa Grain in Elm Creek. Did you know that Kappa has a way for you to save time, money, and get the best prices for your grain and have records of it? With their online offer center powered by DNT Market Space. See kappagrains.com. Make sure you're getting what you deserve for all your hard work and dedication. Kappa takes great pride in doing what they can to make it easier, faster, and more profitable for you. Best of luck to all the area athletes from Kappa Grains. This broadcast is made possible in part by Rusty's Fertilizer in Elm Creek, a proud sponsor of all area athletes. Rusty's Fertilizer is the only place you need to go to get all the fertilizers you need to keep your farm growing year after year. Rusty's has been your fertilizer experts in Elm Creek for generations, and they're up to date on all the chemicals and fertilizers, so trust the experts at Rusty's Fertilizer in Elm Creek. We're back here for the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Elm Creek leaning Wilcox Hillerth in the boys' consolation game 30-20. to 20. Of course, coming up next, the Lady Buffaloes of Elm Creek will be playing for all the marbles here uh, against Axtell in the conference championship game. And kind enough to join us to talk about that after we talked a little boys' basketball and how his son was playing is Mike Ford, a head girls' basketball coach uh, at Elm Creek. And I, I think this really was kind of the matchup, I think, you don't want to say it. You don't want to think it. You certainly wouldn't ever say it publicly, but I think a lot of people thought that it'd come down to you and Axtell here. No, they're, they're, a, they're a team that uh, um, they always they always play well as the season progresses and they get better and better and better. So uh, for them to secure a, a two seed and, and uh, um, get here again, you, you knew that they were gonna, there was going to be a good chance of, of – facing up with them if you're able to get to the championship game. Yeah, and, and again, you, you guys have been solid, and I, I really like the, the tenacity in which your girls play play defense and take care of the ball. You do those two things, you're going to have a lot of success. No, and that's that's a couple of things that we preach all the time. Uh, play hard and play smart, and and uh, if you're not beating yourself, we are we are a tough team to beat, but uh, sometimes there's teams that make you uncomfortable and, and, and not, not, not uh, help you play smart and, and uh uh, so, but you know my kids play hard all the time, so I'm never I'm never displeased with their effort. And uh, again, I think really the spark plug. We've talked about Claire before, but I think Claire Cornell. And again, you look at her numbers; she's lean rebound, a lean score for you, and and just really a, a spark plug because it isn't just the fact that she's got good numbers; she's got great effort. She she's a kid that that uh, she she gives you 110 everywhere. I mean, it makes no difference if, if it's a layup drill, it doesn't matter if it's defensive slides, she's going to do what she's supposed to do. And, and there's, there's things that she does on the court that don't show up in the, in the box score, uh, the tips and the, and just the pressure defense and the, and the blockouts where her guy doesn't get the rebound and another one of our guys does. So, 
Um, no, she does the stuff that doesn't show on the box score, but she obviously does get stats that, that do show up. Yeah, and again, I'm glad you mentioned kind of things like the tips because those are just so important, just yeah. keeping the ball alive. Just yeah. make, If the other team doesn't have the ball, there's a fairly good chance your team will get yeah, it. Yeah, and that's that we tell our guards that all the time with the, with the pressure we try to run is, is uh, when, you, when you have that good pressure and you take the, the vision away from the opposing guards, that makes life easy for Claire and Kinsey on wings to, to maybe anticipate some passes. But, um, you know, still it comes down to kids like Allie Bauer making sure the post is covered right up and um, just taking easy stuff away to, to, to get a team into throwing maybe a, a pass that isn't, isn't, isn't very good and, and in the air too long. Speaking with Mike Ford, head girls basketball coach at Elm Creek. Real quick, because we're running out of time here, scouting report on uh, Axtell and what you guys have to do tonight. We, we just got to take care take care of the ball. They're going to pressure us uh, like they we've seen them do all, all season long. Uh, sounds like possibly a season Melma is going to be back in the lineup, which that really, it, it makes me happy as, as just a, a guy that likes athletics. She's a kid that I'd love to have on my team because uh, she works hard. She's, just, she's another Claire Cornell, Allie Bauer type guy that works on basketball all year round. And, and for her to have to miss this much basketball, uh, it, I, I want to play, play them full strength, and, and I hope she's able to get out there and, and, uh, and play. But, um, you know, we are very similar teams. They're going to bring a high, a high level of energy with, with the defensive pressure, and uh, it'll, be, it'll be whoever makes the, the, the best decisions. It'll be fun. We'll talk to you after, all right? right? Thanks, Randy. Mike Ford, head basketball coach for the Elm Creek Lady Buffaloes. They play for the conference title here in a little bit. The uh, conference uh, consolation being led right now by Elm Creek over Wilcox Hill. They're 30-20, and we'll be back for the second half right after this. We are on a mission for more. At Producers Hybrids, we think, work, and live outside the bag. That's what makes us different. As the leader in the Western Corn Belt, we focus on superior products, elite genetics, and cutting-edge trait technologies. We are exceedingly greater and out-yield the rest. Contact your local dealer, Jared Kenny, today at 308-440-9832 or visit ProducersHybrids.com. We are Producers Hybrids. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. And welcome back here. Falcons will inbound the basketball down by 10 here to start the second half. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. 30-20 to 20 is our score. And now the third quarter is underway as they get the ball in here for A.J. Jenkins. Jenkins picked up there by Ford. And double-checking here. Both teams going with uh, all of their starters. Grower holds Hassett on the high post. We'll give it to Jenkins. So for Wilcox Hilder, Jenkins, Orgeisen, Springer, Aspergren, and Grower holds. And driving here is going to be Jenkins with the left-handed layup. No good. And rebounded by Bartling. So Bartling snags the bound here for the uh, Buffaloes. And on the bounce is going to be Jaden Ford. Ford will drive. Great ball fake on the gla- on the baseline. Gives it to Miner. Miner's going to spin. Shoot. No good. Offensive rebound by Thornabar. Thornabar can't get that one to go. Another offensive rebound. And this time Thornabar is going to be fouled. So Thornabar with a couple of offensive rebounds, and he'll be rewarded at the free throw line for his efforts with a couple of charity tosses. For the Buffaloes, Miner, Ford, Johns, Thornabar, and Bartling. Starting the second half here, Springer call for his second foul of the game, first of the second half here for 
the uh, the Falcons. And Thornabar hits the first free throw, and now he hits the second. So now Thornabar with 14 in the game to go with eight rebounds. Secured two offensive rebounds on this trip up court. Springer will bring it in the offensive end here for the Falcons. He gives it to Orgeisen. Miner fights through a little screen to put a little pressure on Orgeisen here. Man-to-man is Elm Creek at the moment. And they'll give the ball off on the right side here for Jenkins. Enter it down low. Now on the baseline is Aspergen. His shot's a little bit too strong and rebounded by Bartling. So Bartling with the bound. And across the timeline is going to be Ford. Dribbles uh, behind his back. Now we'll flip it off to Thornabar. Pass in the lane for Bartling. Bartling kicks out for Miner. Miner in rhythm. Fires a three. That's going to be no good. And rebound here for the Falcons. That was Jenkins who pulled down the bound here. And he brings it across the line himself. Gets a screen. Now he's going to drive. Try the layup. It's going to be blocked by uh, Bartling. Offense rebound by Aspergen. And the ball on the baseline is knocked out of bounds. I think it was uh, maybe even kicked by Elm Creek. In any event, it's going to be Wilcox Hildreth ball. So Bartling with a nice little block there. But it still stays with the Falcons. Or Geisen tosses. On the right wing here for Jenkins. Jenkins working against Ford. Ford slides nicely on defense. They work it inside. Bartling keeping pressure on Springer, but Springer will score anyway. Caleb Springer moving the big man back and in there with his 6-1 frame against uh, 6-4 Nate Bartling. Miner throws on the high post here for Dominic Johns. Over to Thornabar on the right side. Back around the perimeter, we've got it as Miner has it. He's looking to the inside, gives the Thornabar over there for Johns. Falcons are sliding here as they are going with a kind of a modified zone. Top of the circle, they give it for Ford. Ford, good-looking three-shot that will not fall, and the rebound to Wilcox Hildreth. On the bounce here uh, is going to be Orkison as he pulls the defensive rebound. And the ball is going to go out of bounds. That'll be a Wilcox Hilder turnover. So 10-point game, that's where we started our contest here in the second half. 32-22 at the moment. Miners dribbling. Will stop at the elbow. 15-foot jumper, no good. Bartling with the rebound. Has his shot blocked. And... Uh, and then we've got the ball out of bounds, rolling around over here, and it's going to belong here to Elm Creek. They were fighting for it, and the last to touch it was Aspergen. As again, everything is contested, every rebound, every shot, as the energy in this game is pretty intense. And again, Miner, not completely healthy, not sure what happened to him, whether it's, uh, I think it might be a hip. But Thornabar has it now top of the circle. Tell Miner's not 100%. He speeds up to make the catch. Falling down, is able to flip it before he turns it over. Gives it to Dominic Johns. And now top of the circle, here's Ford. Ford, they leave him open. He's going to shoot a three, and he's going to hit it. They gave him just a little bit too much space there. He was looking to dribble and looking to pass. And he drains the three-pointer. So across the timeline here, going to be Orgeisen. He gives it to Grauerholtz. Grauerholtz. Working against Thornabar here. And he took an extra step. Yeah, he had his he didn't have his footing as where he thought he did. 
Thornabar going to come out of the game, checking in for him. Checking the number here is Anthony Quintana. Quintana will get the bounce on the right side. Bartling wants it, and they're looking to get it there. He'll dribble to the baseline, but they'll work back around the perimeter, giving it to Johns, who gives to Ford. Ford dribbling, sliding, but still keeps the dribble alive, so he didn't travel with it. And he'll get the ball out here for Quintana. And a pass on the inside, and Bartling is going to commit another foul. The rebound by Grauerholtz, and Bartling didn't have his uh, footing the way he needed to, and he ends up with a little bit of a shove. And again, fans are a little excited about the big man bumping bodies there, but that was just bad footwork there by Bartling. Got his feet tangled up. That's the reason for the foul. Nothing dirty or intentional about it. And Grauerholtz will bring across the timeline. And Jenkins will dribble. And he'll give top of the circle for Orgeisen. Orgeisen, left side, ball knocked loose. Bartling can't come up with it. Goes through his hands to Grauerholtz, and Grauerholtz says, thank you very much. It rolled out between Bartling's legs, and the big man wasn't big because he was reaching between his shoes there. And when Grauerholtz came up with it, he was able to attack before Bartling was ready. And a bucket here for Grauerholtz. So on the bounce, going to be Dominic Johns who gives on the right side for Quintana. Back out for Johns. Johns will dribble to the right side. Gives it to Brock Miner. Miner works it around, and where they're going to miss on the connection there, that's going to be a turnover. The officials are getting together about whether or not it was tipped, and the official, they are going to change the call here. They're going to say it was tipped. The officials get together and huddle. And again, I, as I always say, you get the officials to discuss what did you see, and they all put their heads together. They're going to come up 99 times out of 100 with the right answer. And that 100th time, it isn't going to be for lack of effort. Dominic Johns kicks top of the circle for Quintana. Entry pass for Bartling. Bartling, great pressure, bounces off of Grauerholtz, can't get the shot to fall, and Ortgeisen is going to pull down the rebound, and we've got another foul. And I think that one is again going to go against Bartling. Well, they're going to say that Bartling was the one being held. They're going to call the foul here on Grauerholtz. That's just going to be his first. So Buffalo basketball with a 35-24 lead, 2.46 to go here in the third quarter. Off the screen, they'll lob it up ahead uh, here for Quintana. Quintana then just flips it out for Dominic Johns. Now they lob it in for Bartling, and that was a small window. The ball tipped around, and Jackson Van Landingham comes up with it. Elm Creek turns it over. So here comes Jenkins in the offensive end off of a screen. He's used up his dribble now as Ford and uh, Miner will pressure him. They get it to Orkison. Orkison dribbles right side. He's picked up defensively by Johns, loses the basketball, gets it back, and gets it just outside the lane here for Van Landingham. Van Landingham can't shoot over the top of Bartling. Little drive, dish, back out here. Sidney Gruel has it. He's going to drive. He's going to float, and he's going to score. Took a little while to get the handle on the basketball there, but Sidney Gruel with a nice little floater in the lane. Little penetration, awkward pass, but Jaden Ford tracks it down. He's going to slow things up here for Elm Creek with a minute 54 to go in the third. They lead at 35-29. Now a backdoor cut, a V-cut, and 
Ford will get a nice bounce pass from Miner, and Ford will go in for the layup. Nice two-man game as they cleared out that side of the court there for the Buffaloes. Van Landingham right side will try to enter it in. Ball knocked loose, but into the hands of Jenkins from the free-throw line. They'll give it back out to Vandingham. Backing it back in here for Springer. Springer backing in, and there's a lot of extracurricular at the end of that. And a minute 27 to go. The officials are doing their best to keep control here, but there's a little extracurricular going on at the moment. The foul is going to be on Anthony Quintana. And that's going to be his third. And Caleb Springer will hit the free throw. First of two. In for the Buffaloes, going to be Jerry Brummels and Nate Fields. And the second free throw is up and good. And we're going to have a push on what wasn't even a rebound, but a push going to be whistled here on Elm Creek. And so the uh, the foul on Brummels will basically be a, a turnover in a sense because Wilcox Hilthworth is going to inbound it. And they'll get it in here for Springer. Springer kicks it out. Van Landingham from 12 feet, shot no good. Ford pulls down the rebound. They're trying to trap him. He's dribbling out with it. Nice job by Ford, who still has the dribble on the bounce. And then he loses the basketball. So Wilcox Hildreth will spin. Pace of the game really picking up here as Gruel has it. Kicks out here for Jenkins. Jenkins looking for Van Landingham. We'll get the ball back out here for Orgeisen. Orgeisen left side for Jenkins. Jenkins bounces it in. Back it in here is going to be Springer. Springer off glass. Good. Caleb Springer, man possessed here in the third quarter. Last couple of minutes, he now has nine points in the game. And very tenacious close to the basket. Lead is cut down to seven here. It's 37 to 30. Elm Creek with the lead and the dribble right now. As Ford keeping a nice, close, narrow dribble near midcourt. And he's still dribbling around. This is kind of the equivalent of having it on your hip when you already had your dribble going. And Van Landingham is not going to pressure him at all. Kind of a 3-2 zone here. No, they're matched up man-to-man. Kind of a man-to-man matchup is what it is. Ford's driving. Stops on the right side. Kicks it out. They'll give it up on the left side here for Quintana. And Quintana will hit the three. Anthony Quintana with the three. A three-quarter court shot. Late in the third quarter that does not draw any iron. And we'll start the fourth quarter where we started the third. A 10-point lead for Elm Creek. They have a 40-30 to advantage as we head to the fourth quarter after this timeout. Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value longer. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of Railroad on first. On the bricks, downtown. Carney for a free estimate. Aurora Cooperative Animal Nutrition Team is eager to serve your livestock production needs. Hello, this is Cody Heinrich. 
With winter in full swing, now is the time to start thinking about your spring mineral, livestock supplements, and equipment needs. Our Aurora team focuses on a personalized approach for your operation that includes customized ration balancing that works for you. Contact me or your local Aurora Cooperative Animal Nutritionist to learn more and take advantage of our early mineral and supplement booking programs. Aurora Cooperative, putting owner's equity to work for your farm, your cooperative, and your future. Well, everybody needs to box out maybe just a little bit better here to start the uh, fourth quarter because I think there's some rebounds out there. Both teams do a little bit better job of boxing out. That's our seeds of success brought to you by your Impact Ag partners, Craig Weegis and Todd Travis. Pioneer know more about seeds with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. Get the best of your field this year with Craig Weegis or Todd Travis, your Pioneer seed dealer, science with service, delivering success. With the basketball, here is Elm Creek to start the fourth quarter. They get it inside for Thornabar, and Thornabar got his uh, his feet tangled up a little bit with his, with himself there, and that's going to be a turnover. So now, when they get into near midcourt, that's where Elm Creek is going to pick up the man-to-man defense. And across the timeline, and we've got a hold away from the ball. Or Geisen with the dribble, and it's going to be a hold on the back side. And that's going to be on Thornabar. So LaShawn Thornabar has now picked up his fourth foul. He's uh, started the game in great shape, had 10 points in the first quarter, or at least eight anyway. And now we've got another foul on the inbounds, and this one is going to go against the Falcons. Illegal screen here for Jackson Van Landingham. On the inbound, so that'll be a uh, offensive foul. And essentially a turnover here. So Ford doubles, dribbles to a double team and gets it up ahead here for Dominic Johns. Back out to Ford. Ford got the ball, kind of looked like he was going to shoot, but did not elevate, so he did not travel with it. And they give it to uh, Brock Miner. Miner penetrates, kicks left side. There's Ford open for three, and he hits the three. Good penetration there by Brock Miner to set up Ford, and the lead now is 13. Jenkins gives it on the left side here for Kayla Springer. Inside for Van Landingham, and Van Landingham working against the defense, gets the body contact, and he's going to head to the line. I think that's going to go against Quintana. It is. That's going to be his fourth. And so Jackson Van Landingham, who also has four fouls, will step to the line and will shoot a couple. And the first one is up and good. Van Nanningham, four out of 16. And at the free throw line, coming into action this weekend, his free throw here is good. So he makes both of them and cuts the lead down to 11. Up ahead on the run, Brock Miner. Miner dishes in underneath and the bucket for Dominic Johns. Well, he had to play one or the other, and Miner with a nice pass to Johns. There was only one guy back there for the Falcons. Now driving is A.J. Jenkins on the baseline, shut off by Ford. Inside for Van Landingham. His shot's no good. Fighting for the rebound is Quintana, who comes up with it. Saved it behind his back into the hands of Ford. Outlet pass up to Miner. Miner dumps it in underneath to Johns. Johns off glass, no good. Bartling with the rebound, and Bartling then going to be fouled. Well, that started with Quintana on one end of the court coming up with the basketball, saving it behind his back into the hands of Ford. 
That was about 90% talent and 10% good luck. And we've got a push here on the inbounds. Going to be whistled against A.J. Jenkins. That's going to be his first. Now five as a team against both squads with 6.28 to go here, fourth quarter. 45-32. Ford on the baseline to toss in, trying to get it to Bartling. It was uh, knocked away from him by Van Landingham. So now we'll walk to the left side of the lane, and that's where we'll inbound the basketball. They'll throw it in here for Brock Miner, who will try a three. Off the iron, no good. Nobody boxed out. Bartling came up with the rebound momentarily, and now Quintana will dribble out with it. That was good hassle there by Quintana to pull down the offensive rebound after the missed three, and now another three-pointer on that left side. That one is going to go out of bounds as Ford couldn't get that one to fall. Everybody screened everybody away from that one, and it will belong here to Wilcox Hildreth. 6-10 to go, fourth quarter, 13-point Elm Creek lead. Dribbling here is going to be Springer. Springer, nice little jump stop in the lane, missed the shot, though, and Quintana is going to pull down the defensive rebound. Quintana in the offensive end. We'll give it off here for Ford. Ford now throws right side for Dominic Johns. The lobs for Bartling. Bartling with the catch. They double-team. He gets the bucket. It's going to count as he's fouled. Might want to put a little pressure on the ball so you can't just lob it up there to Bartling. That wasn't a big window to throw the ball in. He caught it between, he had a defender in front of him and one behind him. And the foul is going to be whistled on Jenkins. That'll be his second. And now Bartling will go back to the free throw line for the three-point play opportunity. Bartling, a 53% free throw shooter. Bends the knees, fires the shot. It's off the back of the iron, no good. And rebound is taken out by Springer. So Jenkins splits the defense, has his shot blocked by Bartling, and there is a foul there. I don't know if they're going to give this to Miner or Bartling. I think they're looking over at Miner. And it will be Brock. That's going to be on Brock Miner. That's going to be his second. And the free throw is good here for A.J. Jenkins. Jenkins, 52% from the line on the season. Every point precious now. Second free throw is no good. And the rebound by Quintana. Quintana has done a nice job when he's been in the game. They outlet it up to him ahead. They give it to Dominic Johns. Johns, good power dribble. Shot going to be no good. And rebound taken out by Springer. So Bringer with the defensive rebound. And they'll get the ball over here for Aspergen. And they kick left side. Here's a three-pointer for, for uh, Ortgeisen. That's going to be no good. And Miner will pull down the bound. Miner loses the basketball. They're on the ground, and we're going to call a foul, I believe, or a kick. Yeah, Miner, the ball rolling away from him as the ball was knocked down, did a smart thing there. He kicked it, so it wasn't a foul, wasn't a penalty. It's just an infraction as the basketball. Well, they're going to say it was actually off the Falcons. Well, there was a couple of Falcons rolling down there, too. I don't know if it was an intentional kick, but they call the kick here on the Falcons. And so the basketball is going to belong here to Elm Creek and a reaching foul here against A.J. Jenkins. They could give this one to either Jenkins or Orgeist, and both of them. 
were right there, and they are going to give it to Jenkins, and that is going to be his third. And to the line will be Jaden Ford for the front end of one and one because that's now seven team fouls here on the Falcons. Ford, 46% free throw shooter, misses the uh, first, the front end here as he misses it and pulling down the rebound with Springer. So they get it off on the right wing. Or Geisen's going to drive. Kick out here for Grauerholtz, who lobs it on the left corner here for Jenkins. Jenkins floats in the lane, and A.J. Jenkins will score. He's now got five in the game as they give it to Ford. They pressure it. They get it out to Miner. Miner outrunning everybody. Going to drive. Runs into the defense and set there was Grauerholtz. So Miner is going to be called for the charge. Grauerholtz did not give up any ground there. And a timeout being taken here by the Falcons. And I think Grauerholtz is grateful because I think he may have hit his elbow. 4.36 to go here in the fourth quarter. It's 47-35, a 12-point lead for Elm Creek. Wilcox Hilder Thin Bounds. We come back after this. The Midwinter Cabin Fever Reliever is here. The 10th Annual Heartland Hoops Classic, February 11th, with eight hand-picked quality high school basketball matchups, including Papillion La Vista versus Sunrise Christian Academy, a nationally known team out of Wichita. Area teams include Grand Island Central Catholic, Gothenburg, York, St. Cecilia, and Aurora. Get day-long admission for one low price at Ticketmaster. The Heartland Hoops Classic. First tip-off at 9 a.m. Feature game tip-off at 9.15 p.m. Saturday, February 11th. Be there. The University of Nebraska at Kearney is ready to make a difference for you. Here, you'll get a quality education and graduate on time with less debt. You'll also have an unforgettable college experience. Join a club, become a leader, make a real difference for yourself and others. Choosing the right college is a big decision. Trust your future with people who care about your success. Choose the University of Nebraska at Kearney because we are difference makers. Visit unk.edu and schedule a campus visit today. 4.36 4.36 to go here. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank member, FDIC. Inbounded for Aspergen. He throws it up ahead to Grauerholtz. Grauerholtz trying to lead the break here, trying to back in. He'll spin, shoot over the top of Bartling. Can't get it to go. And Quintana will pull down the miss. So Quintana with the defensive rebound. And they'll pressure the ball. Ford has it. Ford gets across the timeline. They want to trap him. He does a nice job of not exactly a jump stop, but stopping, getting the defense to go past him. And now Ford will get the ball back from Dominic Johns. He's working against the pressure of A.J. Jenkins and gives it over for Brock Miner left side. Miner's dribbling, kicking it out for Dominic Johns over to Quintana. Right now, the Buffalo's playing a little keep away with it. And not a great pass, but Bartling handles it and gives it to Dominic Johns. Backdoor cut. Johns didn't handle the pass. It was a good one. And now they'll reset it. Had Johns handled that one and not dropped it, he would have had a layup. That was a good pass from Bartling. Now Johns has it, gives it right side for Quintana. They're looking to score here, but they're being patient as they're weaving through, and Ford on the right side has the ball, and they're going to call a moving screen here on somebody for the Buffaloes away from the ball, and I think it's going to be on Quintana. That's going to be his fifth foul. So Quintana's day is done. He's got five points, five rebounds, and now five fouls. Fives are wild for number four. Thornabar checks back in for him. Thornabar in a little foul trouble as well. He's got four. So on the dribble here is uh, Ort Geisen. Ort Geisen picked up there by Ford. 
We'll get the ball here for A.J. Jenkins. Jenkins will dribble with that uh, left hand and kick it out here for Springer, who will fire a three and hit the three. Caleb Springer looked like he was indecisive whether or not he wanted to shoot it. Well, he may not be indecisive next time because he just stroked in the three-pointer. And now he has 12 in the game, and Brock Miner loses the basketball, falls on it, and then calls a timeout. Great decision there for the senior. After he lost the ball, he calls the timeout to keep the possession with 3.04 to go here in the fourth quarter. Timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Buffalo's lead at 47-38. Back after this. Buzz's Marine knows that boat buying may not be on the top of your mind right now, but if you want first pick on their 2017 inventory or want to special order a new boat and have it ready for spring, stop into Buzz's Marine and check out the full lineup of Larson FX fishing boats or the new Four Winds RS SS 230s. They also have great buys on pontoons and tritunes. Buzz's offers competitive no-hassle financing for new and pre-owned boats, so it's one-stop shopping. The best dealer between Denver and Omaha. Find out more online at buzzesmarine.com. Buzz's South Central Avenue, Carney. Community is a place that means coming together. A place where smiles are warm, where handshakes are firm. The day's work is honest. Buffalo County Farm Bureau is hometown proud. We work for farm and ranch families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm or ranch, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Visit nefb.org to learn more. Well, St. Paul is leading Ord now 32-31 as they head to the fourth quarter of the uh, girls' consolation game in the Luplak Conference on Classic Hits 98-9. Ball inbounded. It actually hits one of the uh, Falcons on the head. It's going to be a turnover. Quick jumper up no good. Rebounded by Miner. A good look there for Jenkins. Couldn't get the shot to fall after Elm Creek turned the ball over. And then Miner pulls down the rebound. Pressure down. Falcons fall on it. And they're going to end up traveling with it. The ball was loose. Springer had it and uh, fell down. As he got his feet kind of tangled up with Brock Miner. That's one reason why Miner lost the ball in the first place. Again, no fouls there and shouldn't be. But an unfortunate break here for Wilcox Hildreth because they were an eyelash away from coming up with a badly needed steal and limping off as Brock Miner. He's felt poorly ever since a, a tumble in the first half. Thornabar has the ball inbounded. He brings it in the offensive end, and he has spent a lot of time on the bench with that foul trouble after a great start to the game. He's being well-pressured there by Springer, so he's able to kick it out here for Dominic Johns. Now it's going to be Jaden Ford. Ford's driving, dishing on the right side here for Jerry Brummels. Back out, and uh, Thornabar's pass is going to be knocked away, but Ford quick enough to track it down. He'll give it to Bartling. Bartling with the catch, and then he's going to be fouled as he's making the catch here by Lance Grauerholtz. For Grauerholtz, that's going to be just his second. And with 2.23 to go, not a bad foul as Bartling will go to the line. He's a 53% free throw shooter, but you, you have to send some guys to the line here. This will be a one-and-one one for the big man. He's got good form, and he makes the free throw here. So nice hit there for uh, Bartling. That'll earn him the bonus. And he makes the second one. As a team, Elm Creek shoots 51% from the free throw line. Bartling better than average because he shoots 53. Quick drive on the right side. And 
Caleb Springer is able to outrun Bartling and get it off the glass and in. Springer had to be careful. He didn't want to commit a foul there either. Kick up ahead here for Dominic Johns. Johns being harassed by A.J. Jenkins. Gives it back to Ford. Ford driving, and Ford going to be fouled. And Ford will head back to the line. Ford hasn't been to the line a lot this season. 11 of 24, that's 46%. The free throw is up and good. So he hits the front end of a one and one. Pushes that lead back out to 10. It's 50 to 40 with 2.04 to go. Second free throw by Ford. Off the back of the iron, no good. And rebound by Springer. So Wilcox Hildreth comes out with it. Jenkins will give it on the left side here for Ortgeisen. Ortgeisen dribbling, actually kind of lost it, but into the hands of Grauerholz, who will step back, fire a three. No good. And Elm Creek takes the ball out of bounds on the rebound. Dominic Jones pulled it down, but really couldn't get his feet underneath him. And that will be a, a team rebound here for Wilcox Hildreth. So Orkison will toss in. He gives it to Aspergren. Back inside for Orkison, who will give the ball back out here for Jenkins. In the lane for the big man, Grauerholtz. A shot no good. And we've got a foul, I think, on Grauerholtz trying to get the ball back. So he's going to commit the foul. That's going to be his third. So, again, Bartling will go to the free throw line, but now that's 10 fouls against the Falcons. So this will be two free throws coming up here for Nate Bartling. Minute 36 to go, 10-point lead for the Buffaloes. It remains 50-40 to 40 after that missed free throw. Possession arrow pointing to the Falcons, and both teams still have a couple of timeouts left. Free throw by Beitling. That one is well short and rebounded by Aspergen. So an opportunity here for Wilcox Hildreth as Aspergen brings it across. And we're going to have a, a walk here on Aspergen. He got his feet kind of off balance. Wasn't sure what he was going to do with that pressure that Dominic Johns was throwing his way. And so that'll be a Wilcox Hildreth turnover. They cannot afford to do that. They are running out of time, running out of possessions. And now the Falcons will make some kind of offensive-defensive substitutions, and the Buffaloes will do the same here. As I think Elm Creek realizes, we want some guys out there that can hit some free throws. That's one reason I think why Carson McCarter, the 5'8 freshman, is into the game. They inbound the ball to him, and McCarter will get the ball out here for Jaden Ford. Ford will dribble, just playing keep away, and the pass is going to be tipped, deflected, and coming up with it is going to be Wilcox Hilder. So Elm Creek turns the ball over. They throw it up ahead here, right side. Driving is going to be Orkison. Orkison loses the ball. It's going to be a hell ball, I believe. And it's going to be a jump ball. And <laughs> Coach Cavity wanted to call a timeout. Well, I don't think anybody had the ball. I don't think it was an opportunity for anybody to call the timeout. We did get a timeout. Cavity did get the timeout. The official did call it. I don't have a great vantage point to that to see when, when or where Elm Creek got the ball. But if Coach Cavani did. He had a different angle than I did, and he calls the timeout with minute seven to go. We'll take the timeout as well. A good one being taken here by the Buffaloes, brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. They lead it 50-40 to 40 with about a minute seven to go. We're back after this. 
Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, see Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. Listen, college should introduce you to new ideas. It should open your mind to a world of possibilities. You can get access to real-world opportunities at Hastings College, where the world and you align. Find us at Hastings.edu. Well, Coach Farenbrook getting an explanation from the officials on the timeout over there. Timeout is granted not before the, when the whistle blows, but rather when the official goes, oh, he wants a timeout. At that moment, even if the whistle hasn't blown yet, the, the, you get credit for the timeout. So I think it was that close, the timeout being taken by Tanner Cavani to keep the possession alive here as the ball is going to be inbounded for Jaden Ford. So Ford on the bounce. We'll give it off here on the left side. And uh, we're going to have a reaching foul here as Travis Hasbrook is going to be the one that goes to the free throw line. It's a final St. Paul over Ord, 49-43 to to claim third place in the girls' Luplak Conference Tournament over on Classic Hits 98-9. And Hasbrook, senior, has not been in the line, according to my stats, this season. And that doesn't mean he isn't a good free throw shooter because he strokes in the free throw here. Again, it's uh, two free throws. He makes the first one. You know, Elm Creek, not a great free throw shooting team. You want to be probably about 60%. Well, they're about 51% on the year. Second free throw up and no good. And rebound out here for Springer and the uh, Falcons. They throw it up ahead. Jenkins has it. Kicks it out top of the circle here for Aspergen. 49 to go. Stepping through here, Springer. He kicks left side. Three-pointer in and out. No good. And the rebound there's going to be a foul there on Elm Creek. Boy, what a good look on that left side as Jenkins had it, and it was about 60% down, but it was rolling around around that cylinder, and it spun out. And Jenkins went in there with that loose ball, going to be fouled. He'll have a one-and-one. One. The foul on Hasbrook is his first. So a big one-and-one one coming up here for Jenkins, who's a... 52% free throw shooter. Thought I heard a whistle. I think we had a lane violation. It counts. Actually, the official should not have blown his whistle. It should have been a uh, delayed dead ball. Yeah, and they're talking about the mechanics there. Should have been the uh, symbol of the delayed bed, dead ball, the fist thrown out to the side there. Second free throw was up and good. The reason you call it delayed dead ball there is uh, if you get an offensive tip, you get the two points instead of the reshot of the free throw. Hits the free throw, so he makes both of them. It's now 51-42. And the law pass to Thornabar. Thornabar being double teamed, dribbles through the double team, and then going to be pushed from behind. Not... Uh, not intentionally, but Sidney Gruel commits the foul. But, again, not a bad thing that he committed the foul because you got to shut the clock off. Otherwise, Thornabar is just going to try to dribble around with it, and the Buffaloes are going to play keep away. As it is, Thornabar will go to the line and will have two free throws. Both teams from here on out 
will be in the double bonus because there's nine fouls whistled against Elm Creek. And so Thornabar at the line. Free throw is up and good. So he makes the first of two. And Thornabar now has 15 points in the game. He's a 49% free throw shooter. His second free throw is on the way and good. So pushes lead out to 11 with 39 seconds to go. A.J. Jenkins trailing at 53-42. Stops on the left side. We'll kick it out here for Springer. Springer will shoot a covered NBA three. It's in and out. Not a bad look. Jaden Ford then pulls down the rebound, and Ford is going to be fouled, and will walk to the other end. And with 26 seconds to go, a couple of three-pointers that rimmed in and out are going to spell doom here for Wilcox Eldred. As both coaches now are instructing young men to take their warm-ups off and Report into action. Ford will shoot two. The first one is on the way, and it rolls around and good. So Jaden Ford now with 18 in the game. And both uh, sets of fans will applaud the young men that represented their high schools pretty well here. Great effort all the way around. Jonak checking in. Blake Eggenberger for... uh, the Buffaloes also in there, Claybaugh, and also Jansen as Ford makes the second free throw. Now Travis Hasbrook will check back into the game. Van Landingham going to inbound the basketball. He'll toss it up ahead here for Bryce Tobiasen. Posting up down low here is Clayton Nichols. They'll get the ball into him. He'll get the shot, take it off the iron, and in. Nice entry pass inside for Clayton Nichols, and he'll get the bucket. He's fouled, so he'll go the line. Michael Douglas also into the game here for the Falcons. As well as Braden Billington. So Nichols with the and one. And that one is going to be short. And rebounded by uh, Elm Creek. As they get the ball out here to Hasbrook. Click out here for Jonak. Give it to Clayball right side. Hasbrook has it back. They'll get the ball out of here on the left wing, and uh, that's going to do it. They're just kind of playing catch out there as we run out of time, and Elm Creek holds on for an 11-point win. It's 55-44 is our final, as Elm Creek will be handed the third-place trophy here at the Fort Carney Conference Tournament with an 11-point win. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show coming up right after this. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair, because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. For food that'll make you stand up and cheer, head to Fanatics. Start with traditional appetizers like mozzarella or breadsticks, or add a little spice to your life with jalapeno poppers. And don't forget the famous wings you can enjoy as appetizers or as a meal itself. Bite into their huge selection of burgers, pizzas, calzones, or sandwiches. With over 30 HDTVs, the bullpen, and their new party room, there's something always going on at Fanatics. Food that will make you stand up and cheer. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney. 
Today, more and more people are insuring their homes with us through Auto Owners Insurance. I'm Dave Challey at Barney Insurance. We'll provide low-cost, quality protection, claim service second to none, and if you insure both your home and car through Auto Owners Insurance, you'll qualify for additional premium discounts. Stop by or give us a call at 237-2222. We're Barney Insurance. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney Insurance. And welcome back here to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment. Elm Creek 55-44 with the win over Wilcox Hildreth. And let's uh, check the uh, numbers. We'll begin, first of all, for Wilcox Hildreth, who now fall to 11-8 and eight on the season. They were led by Caleb Springer with 14 points and 6 rebounds. Lance Grauerholtz finished with 8 points a rebound. A.J. Jenkins, 7 points, 3 rebounds. Lance Aspergren had 7 points, 1 rebound. Sidney Gruel with 2 points. Uh, Garrett Ortgeisen had 2 points, a couple of rebounds. Jackson Van Lanningham had 2 points, a rebound. Clayton Nichols with 2 points in the game as well. Wilcox Hildreth, 16 of 39 from the field, shooting about 41%. They uh, were 2 of 8 from 3-point range, so they shot 25% there. Shot well from the free throw line. They were 10 of 13 for 77%. They had 2 offensive rebounds, a total of 15 rebounds in the game, and they turned the ball over 17 times, so they had 17 turnovers, uh, and I had 20 turnovers for Elm Creek, but Elm Creek, really a nice job on the glass with 26 rebounds in the game as uh, the Buffaloes pick up that 55-44 to 44 win. They were led by LaShawn Thornabar, who uh, battled his way through um, a lot of foul trouble. Uh, my correction here, uh, Jaden Ford was leading score. He finished with 19 points, two rebounds. Thornabar, still an outstanding effort, finished with 16 points, eight rebounds. Nathan Bartling had seven points, seven rebounds. Brock Miner had five points and uh, three rebounds. Anthony Quintana hit the, uh, the, the the number five very well tonight. He had five points, five rebounds, and five fouls. He fouled out of the game, but uh, he had an excellent effort off the bench. Dominic Johns with two points in the game. Travis Hasbrook with one point and a rebound as well. Unofficially, Elm Creek, 19 of 37, ended up shooting about 51.4% in the game. They were 6 of 13 from three-point range, so they shot 46% in the game. They shot lights out in the first half, and about their average from the free-throw line. They were 11 of 20 on the game, so that's 55%. They're a 51% free-throw shooting team on the season, and they improved the record, as we mentioned, to now 15-5 and five on the year. Next up for them Thursday, they'll travel to Amherst to take on the Broncos. And, of course, uh, for Wilcox Hildreth, Tuesday, they'll uh, be playing host to Overton. Once again, 55-44 to 44 is our final. Your consolation winners are the uh, Elm Creek boys as well as the Pleasanton girls. Now time to turn our attention to uh, the championships. We'll start with the girls' championship game coming up here in just a few moments where it will be Elm Creek taking the floor again, this time against Axtell and the girls. And then at 8 o'clock, don't forget our boys' final will be a good matchup here between SEM and Amherst, a, a rematch of a thrilling game uh, earlier this month. So once again, our final 55-44, the win belongs here to Elm Creek. I want to say uh, thanks to our engineer, Ed Smith, back in the studios. We're going to send it back to regular programming uh, about 5 till. We'll uh, have our uh, pregame 
for the girls' championship game, somewhere between 10 and 5 till, depending on what they set up here. And we'll have the girls' championship here from the Vieira Events Center right here on ESPN Radio. The proceeding has been a KXPN Sports production brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at ESPNSuperstation.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Alan Siegel. This 